as I journey through the land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary, to the crimson flow. Many arrows pierce my soul from without within, but my Lord leads me on, through him I must win. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. When before me billows rise from the mighty deep, then my Lord directs my bark, he to safely keep. And he leads me gently on through this world below. He's a real friend to me. Oh, I love him so. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. All right. Well, it's time for some preaching, and I'm excited and glad to be able to do just that tonight. If you have your Bibles, go over, jump over to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter, make that 1 Thessalonians, yes, I had some people giving some help out there, and I messed you up, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 16, it's going to be a short message tonight, just two words in this verse going to be quick, all right? We're going to get right to this thing. <laughs> We're going to get rolling. There's a good, good couple of verses here, though. While they are short, powerful stuff, good stuff, uh, we know these verses. We're extremely familiar with them. And this will be, these few verses here will be by way of introduction. Verse number 16, I'll read through verse number 18. Uh, we will focus in today on that one verse, on that one thought, verse number 16, let's read this together. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 16, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God, in Christ Jesus, concerning you. Rejoice evermore. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. I gave a brief Sunday school lesson just last week to the teens in regards to this topic. And we'll touch on a few things that I mentioned last week. But don't turn me off, teenagers. Don't go to sleep. I gave them coffee this morning. Um, so if they were bouncing off the walls, if you had teenagers bouncing off the walls, 
It was Miss Mindy's idea, all right? She suggested we go to Dunkin' Donuts this morning. We got our lesson in, but we had a blast doing it and upset a whole bunch of Dunkin' Donuts employees. So we talked about this, and I want to talk about it this evening. And the reason I want to do so is because I, I, I want to piggyback off of Wednesday night's message. I don't know about you, I have not been able to stop, I've mentioned it to Sarah multiple times since Wednesday, I thought Wednesday night was a blast. Brother Quick, I thought he did a great job. I was just fired up, I was excited to be here on Wednesday night. And that message that he preached, I thought, was right on point. And that's what we need this evening as a church. We need this evening as a country reviving. And right off the top, and we see there in verse number 17, pray without ceasing. He hit that first. We have to, we must revive our prayer lives. It's got to happen, reviving that, that prayer in our families, in our churches, but he got all the way to the end of his message, and does anyone remember what his final point was? We have to revive our praise. And I wanted to zero in on not the word praise, but I want to jump over to something that I, in my mind, see in a similar fashion, rejoice. You see, the world, we as the church can get fired up and excited about a number of things. But many times, the Bible, God's holy, all-powerful, precious word, doesn't make the cut. The things that we get fired up about. When the preacher's preaching, and wow, talk about getting fired up and excited, encouraged. When he was talking about those potatoes... On Wednesday night, I was fired up. That's powerful stuff. It's just potatoes. That's an answered prayer. And that's what we need today. If we would experience God for who and what he is, I think we'd have a bit more praise today. Unfortunately, we don't get to experience God in the way that we could experience God. And that's not God's fault. It's not his fault at all. He says we need to revive our praise. So what is the difference? What's the difference? I'm, I'm talking about rejoicing. He was talking about praise. Is there a difference? Are they the same thing? There is a difference. And we see throughout scripture that our God, our Lord is worthy of our praise. We know that to be true. That's a fact. You go through the book of Psalm and you will see that over and over and over again how we ought to praise our Savior, how he is worthy of our praise. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. You see, there is a difference. Jesus is worthy of our praise. We commend and we thank our Lord for what he has done for us. Rejoicing is not quite the same thing. I'm not applauding anybody when I'm rejoicing. I'm excited. I'm fired up. I may be excited about what you just said or about what you just did, but rejoicing is not be going, way to go. Awesome. Wonderful, beautiful offertory just a moment ago. Way to go. That's praise. Rejoicing 
is what happens inside me as a result of the offertory I just heard. I'm fired up and I'm excited. Amen, yes. There's a difference. There's a difference when... I'm not sitting in that chair. Cleveland Cavaliers win the, the NBA Finals. And I stand up in the living room. They win in 2016. I go, great job, guys. That's phenomenal. You did wonderful. You beat that team. Good job. Okay, that, that, oh, all right, that's fine. Praising them for what they did. But I have to admit, that night, and my, my grandparents were right there with me. They, they, they can attest to this. I wasn't necessarily praising the Cavaliers. I was rejoicing that night. Woohoo! Like, I didn't even realize it, but I was standing. I had jumped to the middle of the living room, and I don't even remember doing it. Rejoicing. When's the last time we praised our Lord? He is worthy of our praise. Do we rejoice, though? Because that is also important. The rejoicing factor, that is missing in our churches today. It's missing in our lives, and it should not be. What does he say? Rejoice evermore. This goes beyond circumstance. Rejoice evermore. I, so you mean I am to rejoice even in the bad times? Yes. None of us have gone through difficulties as of late, period, at all. Now, we've been through a few things. We discussed in Sunday school today, and it's attached to these verses here, what does the Bible say in Jeremiah 33.3? It says, complain unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Not, did you get that, Gary? I said, Gary's shaking his head. It doesn't say complain. He knew. Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. What are we good at doing, though? Oh, it's 2020. 2020's been horrible. I hate it. I can't stand it. I can't wait to get to 21. 2020's been horrible. And we'll find every reason in the world to complain about how bad we've got it, how bad the world is today. We spend all of our time complaining when we should be calling and crying out to the one that can make the difference today. We should rejoice. We can rejoice. We must rejoice. Go to, we're going to read um, an interesting story. It's talking about rejoice. I'm going to go back to the very first time rejoice is mentioned in the Bible. And so we'll go over there to Exodus chapter 18. Let's go to Exodus chapter 18 and we will, we will begin this thought, this message this evening. Exodus chapter 18, and I'll read 1 through verse 9. Before I read that, let's have a word of prayer and we'll get rolling. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here. Lord, I pray that you would just help me to convey this thought, uh, this, this truth today in a clear and understandable manner. Lord, I pray that we could take something from this message, each and every single one of us tonight, the truth, the, the scripture that we read, be able to apply these truths, these principles to our lives, and Lord, that we would uh, grow 
from having been here tonight, drawing closer to you, becoming more like you. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Verse number one, Exodus chapter 18. The Bible says, When Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out, out of Egypt... Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back and her two sons, of which the name of the one was Gershom, for he said, I have been an alien in a strange land. And the name of the other was Eleazar, for the God of my father, said he, was mine help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife unto Moses, into the wilderness, where he encamped at the mount of God. And he said unto Moses, I, thy father-in-law Jethro, am come unto thee, thy wife, and her two sons with her. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, and did obeisance, and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare, and they came into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh, and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and all the travail. That had come upon them by the way, and how the Lord delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. The very first time we find or come across this word or a form of the word rejoice. Again, verse number 9, And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel. Rejoiced. Now, as we take a look here, we're reminded, and I like verse number 8, and this is where we'll find most of the message this evening. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. And all the travail that had come upon them by the way. And how the Lord delivered them. Just recently, not long, uh, not long ago, you go back just a few pages in your Bible. And God has recently performed some serious, some mighty acts. Powerful miracles for this nation Israel. We know that they were for years in captivity to the Egyptians, Pharaoh. And they have recently been freed from bondage. Not just that, and I, I'm flying through that. We could go through all of the plagues and see the mighty miracles that God performed and all of that. We're just flying right on by, okay? And they get out there to what? The Red Sea. They get to the Red Sea and they're trapped. Where do we go? What do we do? Pharaoh has changed his mind and he's after him. Red Sea on one side. Pharaoh and his army on the other side. And God does the unthinkable. God performs a mighty miracle in splitting, parting the Red Sea. And they walk through, they escape on dry ground. Unbelievable. Amazing what God has done. And this is all very fresh in the heart and mind of their leader, Moses. 
And he runs into his father-in-law, and he's got a whole bunch of news to tell. This was long before Facebook. This was long before the phone call. Did you hear what happened? I mean, if we can post about our meal yesterday, I think Moses might post about walking through on dry ground. I mean, it would have been on there for sure. He would have said something. How many likes would Moses have gotten for posting that? I mean, what do you, what do you say? I don't know. I've listened to guys. I think I've told this before, and I won't stay here long. I listen, I've listened to guys complain at the gym about only getting so many likes with photos they've taken. And that's hard to listen to. That's embarrassing. And I have to say, I was laughing out loud when I was listening to the conversation. Are you kidding me, man? But talk about likes. Talk about hearts or whatever's going on in our social media today. Boom, 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 blowing it up. Like I was doing a few weeks ago, listening to the message, and I was forced to do it online. I was liking like that. Amen, 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 amen. That's what I was doing. Just like Brother Ankram amens in real life, I was doing it on a computer. That's what was happening. And can you imagine how big it would have been? Guess what? Facebook friends, we just escaped Pharaoh and his army, walked through in dry ground. None of that happened, okay? You knew that. He meets his father-in-law, and he says, listen, I got some news. I got to tell you something. This is unbelievable. God is so good. And oh, that we would get to the place where we couldn't help but share, be able to share what God has done for us. You see family and you haven't seen them for years. Where does your mind go when you run into them again? God has been so good to us. I can't wait to tell you. What's the first thing off our lips? Where do we go mentally? Oh, God's done it again. He's proved himself again. That's where Moses is at. Sarah and I were talking this afternoon, and I thought to myself, or we, we mentioned, and going back to what I said a moment ago about the message that we heard on Wednesday night, and I think one of the most powerful elements to that message was a, a, a powerful life that has been lived, genuine. So he was not just up here telling stories. These were personal accounts of answered prayer, and boy, was that powerful, Oh, that was wonderful. How long would the testimony time go if we opened it up to answered prayers right now? Let's go around the room. God's answered your prayer. Tell us about it. How long could we go? Well, for Moses, I have a feeling this conversation and this testimony time with his father-in-law went on for a little while. He had plenty to share. In verse number eight of chapter 18, there in the book of Exodus, the Bible says, and Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh. We know we ought to rejoice. We must rejoice. We should be rejoicing this evening for where we're at and the God that we serve. Number one, rejoice in the works of the Lord. 
every single one of us, we ought to rejoice in the works of the Lord. Verse number 8, the very first portion of that verse, and Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. All that the Lord had done. Can you recall right now? Can you think back? Maybe just yesterday, maybe a week ago. What has the Lord done for you? The mighty works, the works of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Rejoice over those works, the works of our Lord. I think of this one. What about salvation? Are you thankful for salvation tonight? Are you grateful for salvation? Amen, Brother Josh, that's good. Okay, good. I just wanted to kick it off there. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? How is it? Honestly, how is it that I can mention, I can talk about or remind you this evening about salvation and crickets? How is it? We've gotten over our salvation. And that's a fact. That is truth. The world wants this? Why? What's so great about this? Rejoice. Rejoice in the works of our Lord. Mm, God is so good. God is so good to us. He's so gracious. He's so kind. He's so merciful. Where would I be today without my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And if that thought passing through your mind doesn't do something for you this evening, there is, I can say it with confidence, there is a problem. Rejoice in the works of our Lord. I don't think you had to prod to push Moses he starts, I can see it right now. He's telling Pop's father-in-law, he's telling him all about it. And I can just hear his father-in-law right now saying, okay, all right, Moses. He's getting more and more fired up. He's getting more and more excited as he's thinking about walking through on dry ground. He saw all those plagues there in Egypt. And here we are, a free nation. He's getting fired up and excited. Each and every passing word, he's losing it. He says, settle down, Moses, it's okay. It's all right. I can't help it. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. That's Moses. And that should be us. America, we've forgotten where we've come from. I believe, I know this to be true. I watched it. I thought it was interesting. I was forced to watch some services online, and I was amazed I was amen in a lot. I was. But I was amazed at something. Every time, and I see it in the auditorium as well, and for good reason, but when the preacher starts talking about, or if I were to mention this evening that I think they're listening into our conversations on our phones. Preacher went down that road for a second, and boy, the live stream blew up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everyone was going crazy on that one. Wow. Yeah, I know. You can say that again. Preach it, preacher. Whoa, there they are. Hello. <laughs> wow. 
Man, politically, we're up, we're up a crick today. Woo! Yes, you're right, preacher. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> but what about salvation? Rejoice in the works of the Lord. Salvation. Look at Psalm. Let's go to Psalm 9. Psalm chapter 9, verse number 14. Take a look at that really quick. Psalm 9, verse number 14. That I might show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. I know I'm not wowing anyone tonight with a beautiful message, but if I can get you to think for just a moment, if I can remind myself right here, right now, I mean, this has been on my heart, so it's not quite fair of me to come and just blow up on this stage. This has been on my heart. I know that I struggle in this area, and I know that I don't rejoice evermore in all things. I'm, no, I can get down and depressed at times, and this has been on my heart, but this is powerful stuff. We can't get over how good God is to us. Oh, the mighty works that he has performed. And yes, we can look to the scripture and we ought to look to the scripture, but in my life and in your life, you can point to things that God's done. Works he's performed in your marriage, with your children. God is so good. Let's go back there, Exodus. Exodus chapter 18. Let's look at something else. Let's look at another thing we can Rejoice over. Rejoice in the works of the Lord. Rejoice. Exodus chapter 18, verse number 8. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake and all the travail that had come upon them by the way. Rejoice. In the way of the Lord. Look back just a little bit there in that same verse. There was some difficulties. Oh, Moses had plenty to share. And he had a lot to be grateful for. Plenty to rejoice over. But there were some difficulties that he and those Israelites faced along the way. And still, they needed to rejoice. They had to rejoice. There were reasons to rejoice. Rejoice in the works of the Lord. Rejoice in the ways of the Lord. We heard, the, I won't spend too much time there this evening because we heard about that in detail this morning. What a powerful and wonderful message it was. God's ways are not always my ways. Every once in a while, he sends me down a path that, quite frankly, I say is just a bit too difficult, a little hard. It's not the way I would have done it, God. But it doesn't matter. God knows best. He knows what I need. And I should rejoice even in those difficulties that I face. They are good 
for me, even though I may not realize it in the moment. One of the, I think one of the downfalls in America, or at least we see the outcome, the results of it today, is we haven't faced a lot of difficulty in America. We, we can go back to maybe some of them world wars, and I think of those battles there on Iwo Jima, and there were some brave men and women who fought in years gone by and are fighting today, and we just celebrated Veterans Day just a few days ago, and we should be thankful for their service, but relatively speaking, overall, we've had it very simple, very easy, easy living. Practically just Normal day-to-day activities, simple. Spiritually speaking, we've had it very easy. And I do believe that that is affecting us in a negative way. Because we have sat back in our easy chairs, so to speak, and something's happening to our marriages, something's happening to our homes, the devil's getting us, we don't even see it happening, what get... Don't get me wrong, we're starting to see it now. And we're starting to realize, uh uh-oh, we've got a problem here in America. But because of how used to we have, how used to the, the, the peaceful lifestyle that we have had, getting up and going and doing something about it is easier said than done. It takes up time on your Saturdays. It's my only day for the house and the yard. The free time, I guess, is what I'm saying. What are we doing with our free time? That go rally and the soul winning that takes place. The Sunday school and the preparation that goes into that lesson, it takes time. Teachers, you know that it does. It ought to. It takes effort. It takes work. But God has already done the work. He has done so much. He has made a way. And we can experience and ought to experience victory today. And you know when I begin to rejoice? You know when it's easy to rejoice? When I begin to experience victory. When I'm on the winning side. And I must never forget, I am on the winning side today. And I should rejoice no matter how bleak and how grim it may appear I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on the winning side. And Moses realized this. Oh, he looked back and he experienced some difficult times. And no doubt, he was, if he could see into the future, he would have more difficult times ahead. And for each and every single one of us today, we have difficulties that we have faced or will face. But God is there with us. And we can still rejoice. Rejoice in the works of the Lord. Talked about salvation. Rejoice in the ways of the Lord. I want you to remember, while I talked about salvation, I want you to remember and recall in your day-to-day living, and I must do the same, not just my salvation But it's hard to recall, to remember my salvation without thinking about my Savior. Never forget about your Savior. Who and what he is, what he's all about, and what he's done for us, and what he continues to do for us. 
our Savior. Rejoice in your Savior. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. His ways may not be my ways. His ways may be a bit more difficult than I'd like. But his ways are right. And I must, I ought to rejoice in them. Rejoice in the works of the Lord. Rejoice in the ways of the Lord. Rejoice in the wonders of the Lord. Take a look, just go back a few chapters. They had just, chapter 15, just passed through on dry ground. I mean, they're right in the middle of it. Literally just experienced the victory. An amazing victory. Verse number 11. Who, Exodus chapter 15, verse number 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders. There is no one else like our Lord. There's no one else like Jesus. And I can go through example after example after example, story after story in this book Right here, God's holy word. And you go through and you just walk through the Old Testament and you follow Israel and they made some mistakes. They experienced some mountaintops. They experienced some victories, but they messed up a number of times and there were nations surrounding them that were worshiping false gods. And time and time again, we see Israel slipping, falling into that trap, worshiping those false gods. There is no God like our God. There is only one big G God. It's the God that we serve. It's the God that we know. The God that gave his only son to die on that cross. I'm talking about the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of all. That's the God that we serve. And he's wonderful. He is wonderful. And we ought to rejoice, rejoice in the wonders of our Lord. Have you ever sat back just astonished at what God has done in your life? Literally no words to describe it. If someone asks me right now, I've got nothing. But wow, God is good. Have you ever been there before? The wonders of God. Just in complete amazement. God is so good. Oh, that we would rejoice. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice in the works, the ways, and the wonders of our Lord. Talked about salvation and our Savior. Rejoice in your security. It's wonderful. The peace that passeth all understanding. I don't have to worry. I don't have to wonder. I am saved today. And that's incredible. There are people who go through this life walking on eggshells. I don't want to mess up. And we shouldn't desire to make mistakes. Oh, I'm thankful for grace. But we must not take advantage of it. 
But guess what? I am secure in Christ. <laughs> I am good to go. I have confidence. My confidence is not in this church. It's not in the pastor of this church. It's not in this wonderful congregation and these wonderful people. My confidence is in Christ. And I am secure today. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. For the most part, all the verses that I've read today are familiar verses, but it's wonderful to be able to go back through and be reminded of these powerful truths. Something like this right here. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 13 and verse number 14. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. I am thankful today that when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, as a nine-year-old boy, I am on my way to heaven, and that's not changing. That is not changing today. And in that truth, that fact, I ought to, I better rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, and again I say, rejoice. Talking about rejoicing tonight. But in my security, in this fact that I am sealed, it's settled, I am good to go, there is, in closing, a little danger here. We've got to be very, very careful. There is a little danger. And I want to, I want to take a look, in closing, go to Judges chapter 8. Judges chapter 8, in verse number 11, I'll just read one verse. I want to go to that word. I've used the word secure, and I'm going to go back to the first time that it's used in Scripture. Judges chapter 11. Judges, uh, excuse me, 8, verse 11. I'm sorry. Judges chapter 8 in verse number 11. The Bible says, And Gideon went up by the way of them that dwelt in tents on the east of Nobah and Jogbaha, and smote the host, for the host was secure. Going back to what I talked about just a moment ago, The first time we see this word used, this word secure, I think what has happened to America and what has happened to our churches here in America, while I should praise God for the security, for the salvation for my Savior, these wonderful things that I experience must be very careful. We ought to rejoice, but the temptation is to rather than rejoice, relax. And that's the church of America today. We're relaxed right here. We're comfortable. 
we're secure. We're set. We're fine. We're good to go. And the devil's sneaking in the back door, has been for years now, doesn't really have to walk through the back door. He's kind of running this thing. America today, he's got a stronghold on it. And you know the unfortunate thing is? Now he's got a stronghold on our churches. And he's got a stronghold on our homes and our marriages because we got secure. We're fine. We're good to go. Gideon went in and he tears this host up. How? Why? For the host was secure. We better make sure this evening that we are rejoicing because of what God has done, not relaxing. When we as a church step back and feel that it's okay to enjoy, this is my time, I need this. I, 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 relaxing, there's nothing wrong with relaxing. Okay, but we better be careful because it can become a habit. We relax. What happens, because of our security, we become complacent. And that complacency, it's possible that it takes us to destruction. And that's where we're at today. We as a church, I can't change the world outside of Jesus Christ. But we as a church better step up and realize that it is Jesus Christ. And if we continue to sit back in our lazy chairs, the easy chair, the lazy boy, and just enjoy, relax, just have a good time, everything's fine within the confines of these walls. But everything isn't fine. It's crumbling around us. And we will soon experience the consequences of our actions or lack thereof. I don't want to get off topic. I want to bring it back. We ought to rejoice. But let us not get so secure, so... What's, what's the word? Relaxed? Very good. I never would have thought of that one. That's a good one. Listen. We as a church, we've got to wake up. I'm talking about Community Baptist Temple. We've got to wake up. I'm telling you, mom and dad, for your children's sake, we've got to wake up. We have relaxed. We've kicked back too long. We, our priorities are messed up. And we will soon experience, I'm not talking about America, we're already experiencing the consequences, but our church family will begin to experience the consequences of our actions. The Bible says rejoice evermore. You don't understand what I'm going through, Brother Josh. I, I probably don't, and I'm not going to pretend that I do. But God does. And he's the one that told me and told you to rejoice evermore. Rejoice in the works of the Lord. Remember that salvation? Don't ever get over it. Don't ever forget it. <laughs> rejoice in the ways of our Lord. 
don't forget about our Savior and how good and how great he is. Rejoice in the wonders of our Lord. And he is wonderful, exceeding, abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Oh, he is wonderful. Rejoice in the Lord. Thank God. I don't want to turn security, the security of our salvation into a bad thing. Don't misunderstand me. That's a beautiful thing. And you remember, I must remember every single day to thank God for the security that I have in Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Father, we come to you and we are grateful.